0: welcome to another edition of the Digging It Podcast with Eric Ritchie. So glad you're with us. We've got a great show in store for you once again. We're going to start off by talking to Greg Castillo. He is a local coaching legend on the college and high school fronts. He's got a new home. We'll tell you about where Coach Greg Castillo will be coaching next season. Then we'll talk club volleyball with NOLA Club co-owner and Actually, it is Greg Castillo's sister's uh, former teammate and co club director. Her name is Dana Lonnie, but we're going to be talking to Julie Ibieta, who also has won seven straight state championships at Country Day and coming off an incredible weekend where NOLA club teams won three championships at Blastoff. We'll close out the show. As we usually do by just painting the picture of what's in store coming up here, live streaming on varsity sports now. But without further ado, it may have been a club tournament, but high school volleyball was all the buzz this weekend at the convention center. And the reason why is our first guest. Let's go to home of Louisiana and bring in coach Greg Castillo coach. You, were yeah. your ears ringing? Because my goodness, everyone was talking about the move that you have announced that you will be uh, headed to Walker High School. So first of all, congratulations. Welcome to the show. What has this last week or two been like for for you? Uh, it's It's been a lot of pressure. <laughs> first off, it's uh, my
1: wife, who is uh, born and raised here in Houma. And she was a little skeptical about uh, leaving to go to Walker now, but uh, we're going to make it work. We have two grandsons here in Homa, and, you know, she wants to stay close to them. So uh, we're going to make it work and uh, just have a a, a lot of support
0: from, from uh, family and friends. Good, good. Well, I know it's not an easy decision and you've been, uh, you know, you've turned the Vanderbilt program. You've won a couple of state championships there. Let's first of all talk about Walker and, and why you decided to make the move.
1: Well, <laughs> it's funny how I got there. Uh, I, I have my CDL license, and I drove our girls' basketball team to Walker for a tournament. And I, I know the, uh, the head coach at Walker, Corey Arnold. Uh, we coached together at Cabrini High School. So, you know, I was there talking to him, and then he goes, oh, you know, we're looking for a volleyball coach. Right then he he called his uh, principal who was at, who was in the gym and um, went and met him. And he goes, look, you know, love to talk to you. And uh, the following week they, they set up an interview with me and the uh, athletic director. And uh, they just said some, some good things, some positive things that, uh, that I really uh, liked. And I just couldn't turn it down.
0: So, Again, you you've in your career, and obviously we told you know we we said collegiately as well Xavier Loyola assistant at UNO, but at yes. Cabrini you kind of you kind of put that team on the map, you know right? They they weren't a powerhouse before you got there. They won well, three state championships, and, and then and then you 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 win two with Vanderbilt. Is I guess my question is the idea of turning another program around and Mm -hmm. winning another state championship at a program that, that, that hasn't been at that upper echelon level. Is that part of the enticement to make this move?
1: Oh yes, of course. Um, You know, when, when I went to Vanderbilt, uh, they never, they've been to the state finals, but they never won a state championship and, you know, fortunate to have the players to do that uh, two years in a row. So, my, my thinking is like, uh, you always have a purpose in life. And I think my, my purpose was to go to Vanderbilt and, and, and to do that. Uh, like I said, it's not just me, it's, you know, it was the players that I had and, you know, fortunate enough to, to win. But um, I think there's always a purpose in life. And I think that purpose has guided me over to Walker High School.
0: All right. So let's talk about the program. What uh, I know. uh, And again, I'll cite our source Livingston Parish News and the article uh, Rob DeArmond wrote. And some of the uh, questions I'm getting from there is uh, you've already met with the parents. You've you've told them that story about uh, about me being able to, you know, trying to get that state championship to a program hungry for one. And the other thing in Rob's uh, article I, I found amusing was the administration there wants you to start yesterday. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, but uh, you know I told Jay uh, St Pierre Jason St. Pierre that uh, you know I, I signed a contract with Vanderbilt and I need I need to honor that and so I'll, I'll finish up the school year here, but I will also try and make it down to Walker, you know, especially for the tryouts, which will be like in the second week of, of May, but um, also try to go on the weekends to, to meet up with the players, see what we have, see what we need to do, to get where we need to be. Um, you know, I love challenges and, and uh, I've never seen Walker play. I know they made it to the state playoffs uh, last season. So uh, I'm sure that, you know, they, they have some, some pretty good players. Actually a friend of mine, uh, Jamie Colombo, who was the head coach at Live Oak uh, I coached in club ball years and years ago. She sent me a message saying that, um, you know, Live Oak would always play Walker and it would, they would beat them, but she always said that, uh, walk ahead, some athletes, they just needed somebody, you know, to coach them and all. So hopefully, you know, uh, I can, I can do that for them.
0: Excellent. And again, you know, you're proudly wearing the Vanderbilt Catholic yes. terrier, uh, pullover there. Uh-huh. You had some <laughs> fine days and some excellent memories as a coach oh, yes. at Vanderbilt. Uh, let's just, let's just go down that road and tell us what it meant. You, you said it was almost a calling uh, to go to Vanderbilt. Tell me about your days at Vanderbilt. What's going to stand out? What are going to be those, those fond memories that you're going to take with you throughout the rest of your life for, for being the coach at Vanderbilt Catholic?
1: Yeah. Just like wherever I coach, it's always the players, the relationships that you make with them, how you um, keep in touch with them. And all throughout the years, uh, you know, I had a player, Brittany Terrio, who's, I believe she's a, sophomore at uh ul and she sent me um a message to she wanted a letter of recommendation and all. and then um when i when i got to vanderbilt i had a pretty good tall tall team but they were young and um just teaching them to compete and when they when we finally won that, that that state championship uh you know, just to just to see the girls' faces and all, uh, and the parents and 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 the, and the student body and administrators and all that. Uh, that that's what makes you you know enjoy enjoy the uh, the game and enjoy coaching.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So so let's let's talk about. Um, th- uh, moving forward now with, uh, with with Walker, you said you're going to go over there, try to be there, maybe some weekends, you know, yes. to introduce yourself to this team, see what you're working with, and you have tryouts second week, like most high schools around the yes. state of Louisiana mm-hmm. do. Um, from what you've seen right now, you said a team that's you know made the state playoffs. Um, I, I guess your philosophy. How do you how, when you come into a program? You know, what was the blueprint that you were able to kind of turn the tide and turn Vanderbilt into a state champion and turn Cabrini into a state championship. What's your, what, what's your plan of attack at Walker?
1: Well, on every team, you you will always have uh, one or two players that are like the best players on the team. But my philosophy is that it's, it's a team. It's a team sport. It takes everybody to, to win. Yeah. You can have your outstanding players, uh, my first state championship at Cabrini, I had Casey Ladd, who was, you know, the, the, the best player on the team. But it, it wasn't a, about her. And she she uh, made sure uh, her teammates knew that it wasn't about her. It was about the whole team. Uh, my first championship at, at Vanderbilt with Emily Gautreaux, uh after almost after every match when she, she would get interviewed. Um, you know, the, the, reporter would say, yeah, you know, Emily had so many kills and this and that, and Emily would always turn it around and talk about her, her, teammates and not about herself. And, uh, that's, that's what I like to, to teach and coach that it's not just about you. It's, it's about everybody around you, um, and supporting you. Uh, and what, once you, you have that, that frame of mind, that's when you're going to have uh, success, but if it's a, a, a me or an I team, you're not. So uh, once everybody, you know, the whole team and, and the parents and all, once they buy into that, then
0: you're going to have success. Coach, again, that's a philosophy. And you've had quite an impressive coaching tree. Um, yeah, you, you were the coach. Uh, and then later hired April Hagadon and I believe gave coach April her first coaching position. And then of course, coach April has just stepped down and and Taylor Conaway Rishu is now the new head coach at Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. And let me see who gave her, her first job in coaching you. <laughs> yes. Tell me a little bit about, I guess a little bit about both, but let's concentrate on coach Taylor right now and yes. what kind of a coach you think uh, the Mount Carmel Cub nation is in store for as coach Taylor takes the reins of this division one, you know, blue blood in the state of Louisiana. Yeah,
1: powerhouse. <laughs> oh yes. I, I, I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Once uh, Taylor steps in with her being with uh, April for the past, I think five, six, seven years, some, something ten. like that. Yeah. Eight, yeah. She uh, you know, she's, she's learning from April. Um, the, the thing uh, with Taylor is she's going to be herself. And if she's going to be herself as a coach, then she's going to have success. Um, You know, she had success playing at at Cabrini and and um, very, very, very coachable player. Another another player that it was about her teammates and not not about herself. And um, just, you know, when when even when she was a a sophomore junior and uh, she was a a great leader and a a great uh, role model for the for the younger players. So um, I think she's going to bring all of this to Montcalm, And uh, like I said, they're not going to miss a beat. They're still going to be, you know, one of the top, top teams in in the state.
0: Coach, let's talk college volleyball a little bit. And um, the job that Jeremy White has done at Southeastern with 15 (laughs) Louisiana players on his roster, they win the Southland Conference, they go to the NCAA tournament, historic season there. Um, You know, the the college in in your backyard, so to speak, in Nichols, um, not having that same success. And you look at their roster, not having as many Louisiana players. And right now looking for a head coach. And here's one qualified that's now right in their backyard going to Walker. What do you think um, needs to happen at Nichols uh, for that program to kind of turn itself around and get headed back in a winning direction?
1: Yeah. Just like at, at Southeastern, you just said, with fifteen 15 uh, Louisiana players. When I was at uh, Loyola, uh, probably three quarters of my team, they were from uh, Louisiana. Really local uh, girls from uh, the New Orleans, uh, Chalmette area. And that's how you're going to get the support. Of, of course, you can have some players come in from out of state. And once, the parents meet the other local parents and they see how they, uh, how they'll take care of their daughter, even though, you know, they live in out of state now Uh, that, that makes them feel a little bit more uh, comfortable, but having the the local players, that means, you know, families uh, will be at, at the matches uh, friends and stuff like that. And, you know, Louisiana is not known for the, the big, six four uh volleyball players and all but we do have athletes and uh, some some pretty pretty good uh, players and all, uh, you know the smaller schools southeastern Nichols, uh, Mc you you're not you're not you know you know yes it would be nice for them to win a, a national championship but that's that's not gonna happen but, it, but but if you have uh some you know success with the, with having local kids on your team, Um, that's going to just help out your program.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Hey, let's talk a little club volleyball too, because obviously you've been a big part of Cajun land, the club volleyball program since 1992, you've been the club director for the better part of the decade. Tell us a little bit about Cajun land, the direction this club is going on and what you want people to know about your club as you move forward this season.
1: Yes, actually we had a uh, first club, uh, that was formed in, in the state of Louisiana back in 1981. Uh, Lou Pusiger, who was the club director and founder of Cajun land, um, saw something <laughs> a long, long time ago and where, where the club uh, programs are now it's, it's, you know, oh, it's just out, out of this world. And, uh, you go to club tournaments, you know, you're going to see hundreds and hundreds of teams. Uh, if you go to these big tournaments, you're going to see thousands of teams. So um, with, with Cajun land, we, we kind of um, not as big as we used to be, but we're trying to get back, back to it. Uh, I'm hoping to do that. I'm to go to Walker uh, and uh, start, you know, with, with younger kids starting play, play club ball and, and, and stuff like that.
0: Excellent. Excellent. <clears throat> um, I guess if you can just kind of wrap up um, the we'll go back to what we started with coach. Um, <laughs> what are you feeling like right now? I didn't ask you about your emotions or your feelings. Mm-hmm. Are, 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 are you, you, you said you feel the pressure, but are, yeah. are, are you nervous? Are you excited? You know, that's, I mean, that's a big move. And like you said, you you and your wife are going to be moving over, you know, just outside of Baton Rouge and um but, I mean, I, I, I know you're excited, and I know yes. you love a challenge that you just told us all, but what are, what are your emotions right now? What are you feeling like? Uh, I'm, I'm
1: very excited. I know I'm probably not, not seeing it, showing it right now, but after the, we had the uh, parent and player meeting, uh, the parents came up, introduced themselves to me, and then the players just, like, formed a circle around me and just listening to every word I was saying, as, asking them questions, and you can just see it in their faces that that they want to uh, do well and succeed. And um, I bet you if I would have told them, you know, we're going to start practice right then and there, they would have done it. <laughs> so it ran right, straight, right, right to the gym and, you know, put the nets up and, hey, let's go. And uh, th- those are the type of plays that, that you want. Not, you know, just on the high school level, but, you know, the club level. Any Anytime you get a, a player that wants to, to better themselves, that makes you – you know, even want to coach them even more. And, um, meaning I, I just met, uh, I didn't meet the whole team because some of the girls, uh, want to retreat for softball and some play basketball and all too. But, uh, it was mostly, uh, freshmen and sophomores. And you can just see, like I said, see it in their face that, uh, they, they want to do well. And, uh, you know, it looked like they were happy to, to, to have me as their coach. And, uh, um, I just can't wait to, to get started.
0: Well, we uh, certainly wish you the best, man. You've been a good friend for a long time and a very respected coach in this uh, very small volleyball community. (laughs) And, and, and like I said, you were, you were, uh, you were the, the, the talk of, of New Orleans blast off. (laughs) Let me tell you, did you hear about coach Greg? Did you hear about, I did hear about coach Greg. I did hear about him and I'm, I'm very happy for you and I just wish you all the best in the world, my friend. Thanks so much for being on the show. And, um, you know, enjoy your last couple of months at, at Vanderbilt. Awesome school. Awesome program. You had some awesome players. And, yes. Um, and uh, look, your sister's uh, good friend, Julie Ibietta <laughs> is, is our next guest. So we'll take right. a commercial break, and we're going to join Coach Julie in just a bit. But thanks again for being on the program. Thank you, Richie. Enjoy. All, right. All right. Take you care, buddy. All right. You bye. got it. Again, Diggin' It is brought to you by Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. John Parish, as well as the Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan. I'm Eric Ritchie. Let's take a break. Coach Julie Ibieta is on deck.
1: Hi, I'm Chris Hogan with Farm Bureau, real service, real people. Hi, I'm
0: Andreas Hackman with Farm Bureau. I'd like to wish all the athletes in the River Parishes a safe 2022
2: season. Hi, I'm Robert Palmasano with Farm Bureau. We've been protecting families for over 75 years in the River Parishes. Your friends for life. Hi, I'm Erin
0: Malanson with Farm Bureau, Louisiana's insurance company for home, auto, and life. I'm Will Sermon with St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. We provide outstanding customer service. Our amazing staff and in-house claims adjusters assure that you'll be taken care of in your time of need. Real service, real people. Proudly serving Louisiana families for over 70 years. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport, the Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. And Welcome back to Digging It Podcast. I'm Eric Ritchie. And again, Club Volleyball, the reason why the Digging It Volleyball podcast lives throughout the winter, spring, and summer months because we've got a ton to talk to. As we had last week on, Lee Feinswald, of course, the tournament director of New Orleans Blast Off and for the better part of two decades it's been the tournament that the bayou region has really kick-started their season and that was no different this year and another tremendous tournament at the convention center quickly we'll just read off The winners of each of the divisions Uh, in the 10-U division, Velocity 1, Core Elite, a relatively new club. Congratulations to them winning uh, the uh, 11-U. 12-U was the Bayou Boys. Go ahead, young men. They took it in the 12-year-old division. In 13 and 14, it was NOLA, uh, Lauren and Richie on the 13, and Jessica and Sarah won on NOLA 14s. In the 15, you know you had to have a WD Nation somewhere, and it came in the 15-U division. Division, And then again, one of the more impressive wins that I saw in years came from the NOLA 16s. Alex and uh, Melissa, uh, what an unbelievable win over AVA Texas 16, absolute volleyball out of the Houston, Texas area. We'll get to more of that in just a minute. Then lower Alabama volleyball, LAV One Seventeens, 17s. And then in the 18s, it was infinity ivba winning in 18 and no club as we said won more individual championships than nola volleyball and without further ado as promised we join club director and of course country day high school head coach Julie Ibietta, coach Julie, congratulations. I know it's been a fun run what you've been up to right now. You're off another state championship in the high school scene, but what a weekend for Nola Club Volleyball at Blastoff. Congratulations and welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much for having me.
0: We appreciate it. Well, let's talk about it. First of all, I mean, you guys only practiced for 2 weeks two weeks of practice and you set your teams out there and it was mission accomplished tell us i guess first of all your philosophy on just hey let's just get back to it after january and and go after it and see what we got Um, and it's a philosophy that's done well
2: for you in the past yes we um we, we usually have tryouts in early november um late october early november depending on the age group and then we like to take the holiday season off, we feel like people are have so many things going on between parties and trips and family. And um, we it, it was just kind of, um, we didn't feel very productive to have practices with not everyone there. Um, so we decided years ago to just kind of give everybody a break and start the first of the year and just get in a few practices before the first tournament and really kind of go after it and see where we were in the first tournament. Um, the blastoff has grown so much that it's really it it used to be just a starter tournament of local teams, and now it's really kind of becoming a powerhouse tournament with out of state teams. Um, with some of the top teams in our region for sure, um, and now that they've added the third day to it, it really attracted a few more high level teams so. Uh, We were fortunate. We didn't know if if any of our teams would be ready. Um, And and they all went out and did a great job. And I think it's just a great way for us to start the season, but also, um, you know, just kind of see where we are and the things you need to work on going forward. Um, You know, our travel teams won't play again until early February. So they have a few weeks to kind of fine tune everything and move forward. But it was a great weekend for us. We had a great time. Our teams and our coaches did a wonderful job. So very proud.
0: And rightfully so. You should be. Coach, I want to ask you more about the 16s in just a bit, but let's talk about the 13s and 14s. I saw Coach Jessica Chatelier smiling again at that podium, another one of her teams with the 14s one. What can you tell us about the NOLA 13s and the NOLA 14s, the coaches and and some of the players and what you were most proud of in those championships?
2: Um, Yes. So I I, um, co-own NOLA Volleyball with Lauren Lamont and Dana Lawney. Um, You know, in our 13-year-old division, Lauren Lamont, coach, is the head coach of that team, and Richie Dietrich, who is new to the New Orleans area, um, he is a former collegiate player, um, and he is also, he was a volunteer coach with the Tulane program, but um, he is, he's not He's no longer doing that. He is pursuing a beach career right now, and um, you know, doing private lessons and coaching for Nola. But the two of them, um, you know, did a great job with the thirteen-year-old team. Our thirteen-year-old team um, was a team who was very successful last year in the twelves, and they moved forward and really matured. And it was—it's a lot of kids who play a lot, like they are very invested in volleyball. They play on the beach, they play for their school teams, they play for NOLA, they spent the summer going to as many camps as they could. So they're a group of kids who really are invested in becoming good volleyball players. Um, And they did a super job all weekend. They were steady, they got better the whole weekend, Um, really just a fun group to watch. Um, our 14-year-old team is coached by Jessica Chatelier and her assistant. And Jessica is the head coach at, you know, the head coach Dominican. And yes. um, her assistant is Sarah Johnson, who is the head coach at e. White. And that team is really kind of coming into their own. They were a lot of them were on our 13-year-old team last year and are playing together again. We did add a couple of new players to that group, but they're. Um, very tall, very physical team. I think they are. Last year they spent a lot of time figuring out how to gain some ball control and to jealous group. And they've just continued to move forward and do that. Um, so they they did an excellent job. Um, you know, very proud of those age groups. But yes. we really had a great showing in all of our age groups. Um, yes. You know, our our 15 year old team was undefeated until that last day. And then they just kind of faced a, a really good team that morning. Um, you know, our 17- and 18-year-old mm-hmm. team had a great showing. Um, we it, it was across the board just a nice job by all of our NOLA teams this weekend. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, again, uh, the reason I guess I'm
0: harping on the 16s is because I saw that AVA Texas 16 team in the quarterfinals. From the front row view and I saw how talented dynamic athletic and powerful they were I made the statement I said there's no chance anybody in this gym in 16 is going to beat this team and then I got a, a text from one of your dads about two hours later with a smiley face beat him in two <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh jaw dropping so we have some video and uh, I want you to talk about this team maybe talk about some of the players as well and coach Alex that that kind of runs this team now but a 25-23, 25-22 win in the finals, and it was awesome.
2: Saw that, I just saw a kill by Jane Gamble, who did a really nice job in that match. Um, we we'll go back to um, Coach Alex, um, Alex Carter, who's new to NOLA and new to the city. Um, she, you know, did it, has done a great job with this team so far. She's a um, great personality for them. She works really hard. They're responding to her. It's just a really dynamic group. Um, and then Marissa Lagasse is one of our longtime coaches at NOLA, and she, you know, she's her assistant coach. This match, I thought, I watched the match, too. I was there, and it was unbelievable. Like, AVA was very much a powerhouse and very physical, Um, and our team just matched them and played. I thought we matched them in physicality, but we also played very smart, played as a team, and played steady. There was a lot of um, controversy in the match. The other coach... Um, you know uh, filed a protest on a call at one point so that was a big break in the match um, in in terms of time just standing around it was um, just a fun match to watch on both sides and so I thought our kids stayed very focused I think they really did a great job of you know just being aggressive Um, you know it was just top to bottom I thought a nice job it was, it was. And, and, and again,
0: new players in the mix. I know uh, Annika Robertson, uh, Corey stays of uh, Ben Franklin has joined that team. Uh, Lauren Pipitone was just all over the place as of the libero um, Reagan Robinson again, but man, Jane Gamble, as you said, uh, Leah Beverly, of course, a country day player making those big blocks up front. I mean, it was a thing to a thing to watch and it was, I, I'm glad I got a chance to see those highlights and um Uh, A very impressive team. You mentioned your 18s as well. And again, Ellie Schneider, you know, Kansas bound, you know, tournament MVP from country day she's on that team and then it's like a who's who of all state performers on that team it's literally like you have two all state players like almost at every position Um, tell me a little bit about that 18s team I know they had a great finish too I think they finished third in 18s if I'm not mistaken but that is just talent rich program tell me about your 18s this year and you got to be so excited about that
2: very excited they they definitely came together Um, you know speaking of MVPs. We have three MVPs from the state tournament in three different divisions. With Zaria Nelson from Newman and right. um, Cameron Chatelier from Dominican and Ellie Schneider from Country Day, um, but they just it, it's it's another group that just kind of came together, um, you know, and they really have have grown quickly. Um, it, currently, they're being coached by Caitlin Schoper and. Lauren Lamont and Jessica Chatelier. Um, Trey Cruz will be their head coach after the um, dead period is over for the NCA. It's a quiet, quiet period, not a dead period. Sorry. Right. Yep. Um, yep. So he will be back with them in mid February to coach them. But it's just a a really like nice group of kids. They all just want to play and have fun and and work hard. And they have. I have not been in the gym with them. But I've heard nothing but positive things about them in the gym. Um, They're just a really hungry group um, and and really kind of get after it every day and want to learn. They all have some kind of aspiration to play in college, either indoor or on the beach. And so I think it's going to be a really special group um, going forward.
0: Coach, you've had so much success along with Dana and Lauren with NOLA Volleyball Club through the years. If you could, you know, you've seen the rise of volleyball in this state. And, and again, um, you know, so many of you started in, in St. Bernard Parish, you know, that's a whole nother, we could do a whole docuseries on, on those coaches <laughs> yes. uh, with yourself. But um, if you could, in your words, tell us about the progression of club volleyball in Louisiana and it it, you know and again novice like myself you know relatively newcomer to the sport I come I say man this is packed this is great volleyball but there's no prep dig Louisiana or there's no national recruiting service set up in in Louisiana it seems like we it, it almost like we kind of get blown over a little bit and I'm looking at all this talent and I'm like why I guess um, I, I'm, I'm giving you an open mic here just to talk about club volleyball in Louisiana I guess
2: yes so you know it's obviously Grown a ton, um, but nationally we are still far, you know, a little bit further behind some of the states. And I think it's a few things. I think it is the size of our city and just sheer numbers. Um, when you look at the powerhouses around the country, they come from much larger cities than us. Um, I think it's the infrastructure. Just in terms of we don't have a lot of, um, you know, club facilities. Um, like we are a club. We have 25 teams. We're probably one of the largest clubs in the in the state, and we rent high school gyms to kind of fulfill our practice needs um, where other large clubs across the country it is you know they own their own facilities or their renting facilities so that they have access to gyms more often and more available for all types of things so i think we need to take a step in that direction um, and then back to the numbers i think it's it's hard when we have fewer um, just numbers playing, like people playing the sport of volleyball than other big states. And then we split up the talent, you know, in areas and and clubs and teams. So it's hard for us to compete nationally, um, you know, when we don't have as many people playing. But if we look back to just volleyball in general, moving forward, we have more and more people playing. We just have less people living in this area than other places in the country. But it is, um, you know, it's been fun to watch when we are able to compete um, at a national level in any age group for any club. I think we all rally around each other and surely proud of, you know, all of the success from all of the clubs when they are able to go out and, and put out a good product and really compete nationally. But I also think it's it's important that you know our lower level teams and our starter teams and people who just wanting to play have opportunities to play too because it's a lifelong sport. Um, you know, a lot of kids decide to play club because they want to um, you know, make their middle school team and they make their high school team and 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 their aspiration aspiration is not always to go play in college. But you know, we are also giving those kids the opportunities to play at the high school level and play beyond high school in terms of lifelong leagues and friendships and, and all of those things. So I think it's a lot of it's a lot of um, parts, but I do feel like the state of Louisiana is working together to kind of build a bigger a bigger base of players and also a higher level of of play. So it's it's nice.
0: Very well put. Thanks very much. And I'm not going to have Julia Abietta on this Digging It podcast without talking about Country Day and the the, the monster that you have put together. Just a, a seventh straight state championship this past November. I believe you've got, and I'm losing track, I need a calculator here, but I think 13 state titles overall under your direction. Is that correct? and I think maybe 13 out of the last 14, but, but I guess if you can, let's just go back to November and and talk about, um, I, I think maybe your more stressful match of the year, the finals against a Westminster Christian team who, man, they, they had you circled, yeah. you know, coach Keith won. He wanted, he wanted some, some country day and you guys gave it to him and one in five sets. If you can take us back, uh, to uh, the Cajun Dome and what it was like to, to beat Westminster Christian and win a seventh straight.
2: It was it was stressful, like you said. It was it was not um, an easy match, um, and it was the first time we had gone to five all year. We had gone to four several times, four sets, um, winning and losing in four, but but we had not played a five set match. We knew um, after watching them on film. Oh, that's funny, after watching them on film and also. Um, you know, watching them the day before in the semifinals and the quarterfinals, we knew that we were going to have all that we could handle. And I thought my team did a great job of staying composed. Um, You know, it was, it was a back and forth match. There were a lot of, you know, long rallies. It was very emotional. Um, And I I was very proud of my team for just sticking through it and playing consistent, playing as a team. Um, You know, we have, we have that was our seventh street we've won 13 of the last 14 and a lot of that is i can attribute to my staff um you know dana lawney and lauren lamont and myra bordelon and i have been together through the whole thing and it makes a huge difference that we are able to work together every day and you know have the same vision and philosophy and you know obviously we all go through life's ups and downs and we're able to kind of manage that with each other, so that's been a huge help. But I think the other thing that's been most important at a Country Day has been um, our players and our parents have bought into you know the team first aspect, and they really, um, when we each year we start, we know we have to re kind of reform the team. Even if the majority of the players are coming back, they're, they're a year older, they're different personalities, they have different roles. Um, and we really um, have been fortunate that everyone has bought into the team. Success is the most important, and not individual accolades. And it's really, it's been a great ride. It's been a fun ride. Um, I can't, um, you know, say enough about the school and the, the 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 staff here. Our athletic director Mike McGuire has been amazing to work for, and he's so supportive and. Um, it's just been, it, it's been a great experience and, you know, I've, I've really felt fortunate over the years to be able to be a part of it.
0: Coach, I know a lot of successful coaches that I've asked when, when they won multiple state championships <laughs> and I, I asked them to kind of pick one, is there a favorite team? Is there a favorite year, even as uh, you know, a, a year that you didn't win a state championship, was that your favorite year? But, um, I know you had just a dominant team. I believe it was 2019. I think it was like a 48 and two team. That team was just incredible. If you can, I mean, who, is there a favorite team? Is there a best team? If you put all those 13 state championship teams in a tournament, who's going to win gold?
2: Whoa, that's that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> the team in 2019 with the 48 and two was was very strong. That was um, we had seven seniors that year. It was um, – that was, that was definitely one of our best teams. And I I, I really feel like this year we were pretty – this year and last year, you know, we were pretty solid as well. Um, probably – it's hard to pick a favorite team. Like, we've loved them all. Probably the most exciting one, I guess, would be the first one uh, that okay. we won. And, nice. and it was just, like, it was a little unexpected. Um, you know, we had – we were pretty young. Um, and it was – that was probably – the most exciting one we've had. Um, but each one is certainly different. Um, each one, you know, brings different challenges, different, you know, different thrills in it all. And it's just, I don't know, it's it's hard to say that they're all different, but they are. And they all have a different stress to them and they all have a different happiness to them. Um, and and the kids are what makes it fun. Like they, they, like I said before, they buy into it. And, you know, it's just been a, a, a great ride. So that first proud. year, coach, was that two
0: thousand and eight? The first was one 2009. Or or it was seven. Two thousand okay. nine. Okay. All right. I was trying to do some some quick math over here. We're a little slow at VSN with our. So my first
2: not- year, Country Day, was two thousand five. I came the year of Katrina, and okay. we did not play volleyball. And so two thousand six, right. seven, and eight, we were we were kind of building toward that, and two thousand nine was the first year we won. So it, and Got like it. I said, I don't I don't we did not have a senior on that team. We had a, a bunch of sophomores and a couple of juniors and really and and Catherine Broussard at that time was um, in eighth grade, maybe okay. uh, ninth grade, probably okay. ninth grade. And so just a really young team. And we thought, OK, we're having a good year. We're having a better year than last year. These kids are really, you know, getting better every year, getting stronger, getting older. And, and we really kind of just blossomed at the end. And it was it was it was awesome. So that's awesome. That's, great. It was that's fun. a great I did, I didn't know all fun, that's a great It's involved in fun, like I said. It's, that's
0: good. It's- Listen, when when I when I think about, you know, the the big again club directors, volleyball coaches, high school coaches, you know, I sit in the you know in in the in the seat as a parent. And I'm nervous, you know, just kind of, you know, worried about, you know, how good my child's doing and her team and, you know, hopefully they can get by this next opponent. You know, I think a lot of people forget that sometimes the club directors and coaches, you know, they're they're parents as well. And I know you've been pretty proud of of, uh, all three of your um, children, Jenna, Justin and Jake. Um, You know, Jenna, obviously, great volleyball player, uh, Tulane player, now coaching. If you can, bring us up to date with Jenna and obviously Justin, a quarterback now at Tulane. And congratulations on an unbelievable top 10 national finish for the Green Wave. Did you get a chance to go uh, uh, to Dallas to the Cotton Bowl? And Jake, he's still hanging in there playing three (laughs) sports, football, baseball and basketball. So I know you're a very proud mom on top of it all.
2: Um, yes, very much so. Um, thank you for asking about them. Jenna Jenna is coaching at Sacred Heart Grand Coteau. Uh, she also coaches a 16-year-old team for LVL out of Lafayette. And just really proud of her. She um, never, I, I really never saw her as going into a coaching role, but she works in the admissions department at the school, and she's doing a great job. And she's really a great role model for the kids and just really proud of her. Um, Justin is... Um, A quarterback at Tulane. He has had the unfortunate, you know, issue of two injuries, two season ending injuries in a row. Um, But he is working really hard in rehab. The good silver lining to it all is next year he will be a senior academically. Um, But because of his first year being COVID, him having a redshirt year this year, having a medical redshirt year, he will actually have be a freshman eligibility-wise. So, um, Wow, that's you know, excellent. That's great. I didn't know that. That's really yes. good. good for him. Yes. So he has a lot of time ahead of him, and he is working really hard in the, in the rehab process, but also in the weight room. And, it, you know, they expect a, a full recovery. He's weeks ahead of where he was last year in his injury. He's weeks ahead of where they thought he'd be. So he's really, um, you know, while it's been a hard few years for him, Um, he's really matured and I think he's really hungry to um, come back and prove himself. And then Jake's enjoying a senior year. He was um, all state in football this year, which was nice. He's a defensive lineman. Now he's playing basketball for coach McGuire. He'll go on to baseball um, and just having just a great senior year. It's going to be really weird to not have any of my kids here at country day. Um, It's kind of sad, you know, I guess, the, the saying that Tom flies is actually true because I feel like we all just got here and it's been, you know, 18 years. So that's great. Um,
0: Coach Julie, did you get a chance to go to the Cotton Bowl? And if so, what was that experience like?
2: I I did. It was amazing. Um, you know, the whole the whole experience for the team, um, the Cotton Bowl could not have been any any nicer and just it was it was amazing. Everything that the team got to do was great. My husband and I went for 3 days and the city of Dallas was amazing. Um just the whole season, obviously the game was incredible and and you know, great job by uh, coach Fritz and his whole staff. It was it was a once in a lifetime experience. So, I never in my my wildest dream ever think I'd see so many Tulane people in one place. Like not only at the stadium, but every bar, every restaurant, every it was awesome. Like it was, it was once in a lifetime. So it was, it was a great experience. All well, congrats,
0: congratulations on all that. And I know it will be kind of funny. i not having an Ivyetta child running in the halls at uh, Metairie park country day. So, Hey, let me ask you about one thing that I used yeah. to always introduce you as. And I'm like, I would always say, you know, you, you know, unbelievable, you know, coach club director and successful, but, it's almost like we forget the, the the early years of you as a player. LSU from 88 to 91, freshman of the year in the SEC. Uh, from there, all SEC, the rest of your career. Two final fours. And I know Coach Dana, I believe, was right there with you. Um, if you can, I, I want to know um, – I want to hear about high school Julie Ibieta and what kind of a player you were to get to LSU and what those years were like at LSU.
2: Um. I, I was similar to my own children in high school. I played all the sports. I played volleyball, basketball, softball, um, you know, a U basketball during the summer, club volleyball during the summer. I was just, I, I just kind of played it all. Um, I was fortunate that I was 6'2". Um, and so when I was recruited, I I, I basically, um, I came down to LSU, Texas and Texas A M, and and I wanted to stay close to home um, and LSU was a perfect fit for me. I could not have had a better experience. I, um, Fran Florey, who just retired from LSU, was the assistant coach at the time. Scott Luster was the head coach, and Francis Compton was the other assistant coach, and Dana was one of my teammates. Tanya Johnson, who's now the head coach at LSU, was a teammate. Um, it was a great experience. Like We were fortunate enough to have great players, great camaraderie. Um, won a ton of matches, won SEC championships, went to the final four, all those things. But my fondest memories are truly just the, the teammates that I got to play with and the laughs and the, just the, the hard work and the what came out of the hard work. And, you know, to this day, we're 30 something years later, which is sad to say, but um, <laughs> we're all still friends and it's, it's, it's a, all special memories. If I could go back and do it again, I'd do it exactly the same.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Just to follow up, I guess, I always wanted to know final four, you know, final four has turned into such a a, unbelievable event as the sport as a whole has continued to grow. And, you know, this past year with Texas winning that national championship, what's it, what's it, what was it like for you? What was the final fours like for LSU um, in in those days that you were there in the early nineties?
2: Well, we were, I wasn't like at the beginning of title nine, I'm not that old, but we were kind of in the start of it. There were rules being changed. Um, when I first got there, you could have unlimited practices, unlimited hours in the gym. And throughout my career that changed to the 20 hour rule per week and the mandatory day off. Um, I I would say that. We also did not have rally scoring at the time we played with, you know, 15 point games and, and side outs, um, but I do think the game was in the progression of athleticism growing. And then you yeah. look at the game today and I mean, I, I was not half the athlete as the kids who are playing at the highest level today. Like they are just so big and so strong and, and just so powerful that it's fun to watch. It's, it's a different game, um, you know, but I think I, I feel like I was part of the years that we helped make that change. Um, but it is it is a, a, a game that's played above the net now um, at a much higher level than I could ever play at, for sure.
0: Well, it's uh, certainly, certainly been a pleasure having you on, Coach. We really appreciate the time. Congratulations again on all the success, uh, not only on the high school level, but of course, uh, NOLA Club Volleyball off and running again on another successful run. Best of luck as the spring and summer months uh, approaches. Uh, continued success, and I'm sure we'll be bumping into you in this small volleyball community, yeah. and uh, we'll see you again real soon. But thanks for
2: being on the yeah. show. Thank thanks you so very much. much. I appreciate it.
0: You got I'm it. Good. All right, it's time for us to take a, our second break here on the Digging It Podcast. When we return, we're going to kind of set the stage on what's in store for vsn this week so don't go anywhere the digging it podcast will be right back
1: hi i'm chris hogan with farm bureau real service real people
0: hi i'm andreas hackman with farm bureau i'd like to wish all the athletes in the river parishes a safe
2: 2022 season hi i'm robert palmasano with farm bureau we've been protecting families for over 75 years in the river parishes your friends for life
0: Hi, I'm Aramie Melanson with Farm Bureau, Louisiana's insurance company for home, auto, and life. I'm Will Sermon with St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. We provide outstanding customer service. Our amazing staff and in-house claims adjusters assure that you'll be taken care of in your time of need. Real service, real people. Proudly serving Louisiana families for over 70 years. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport, the Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Time to wrap up another edition of the Digging It podcast. Of course, this show is all about volleyball, but this segment is all about varsity sports now. And a couple of unbelievable games coming up live streaming this week on BSN. It all starts on Thursday. Boys basketball, a pair of number one ranked teams in the state. We're talking about Madison Prep. But they're the number one ranked team in select division two. They're taking on the number one ranked team in the di- defending state champions, Newman, the number one ranked team in division three in the state of Louisiana. We've got that game on VSN Thursday night, 730. So you're not going to want to go anywhere for that one. Definitely. That is must see uh, VSN live stream right there. Then on Friday, girls soccer, St. Thomas More, maybe one of the best teams they not maybe they are one of the best teams in the country going for a ridiculous sixth straight state championship they're gonna take on division one Mount Carmel 15 three and two they're ranked the Cubs are ninth in the state division one so it's a tremendous game that's Friday uh, Friday afternoon 530 on VsN Mount Carmel, and St. Thomas More. So there's a pair of awesome games in both boys basketball and girls soccer. That's just a few of the games. We have multiple games the rest of the week on VSN as we get you through these winter sports and just some uh, highlighting some tremendous talent around our area want to thank our guests for the Digging It podcast today, the Walker High School-bound Greg Castillo, as well as Julie Ivieta, the winningest club coach in the recent tournament, the New Orleans Blast Off, this past weekend at the Convention Center. Justin Thomas, want to thank him. He's our director, does a fabulous job. Of course, our sponsors, Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. John Parish, as well as the Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan. I'm Eric Ritchie. So long, everyone. Thanks for watching, and hopefully we'll see you at a vol volleyball tournament sometime soon. <laughs>